Uh, and, and I want you to understand that I'm not giving him credit at all. But the more we pray, the more the devil's going to find the church. That's right. That's right. I said the more that we pray, the more the devil's going to find the church. I want him to know that on today he's on notice. That he may try to come against us with the gates of hell. He may try to discourage us. He may try to drag us down and get us sick in our physical bodies. He may try this and he may try that, but we're not going to stop. Amen. We're not going to slow down. We're not going to quit. We're not, we're not going to let that hinder us in any way, shape, form, or fashion. We're going to continue praying, and we're going to continue calling upon the name of the Lord, and we're going to continue fasting, and we're going to continue being faithful to the house of God, and we're going to continue doing work around here, and the only thing that's going to stop us is when he calls us home. That's how you further the kingdom, that you make it up in your mind that you're going to continue to work, you're going to continue to pray, you're going to continue to fast, you're going to continue to give of your tithes and offerings, you're going to continue to give of your time, you're going to continue all of these things. You're not going to allow anything to slow us down. So, devil, you're put on notice today. Amen. Yeah, yeah so you're put on notice today that your time is up. You may try to drag us down, but we're going to keep going in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. That's what he wants us to do. Anybody awake? I said, turn this up just a little bit. I said, is there anybody? Oh, no, I'm teasing. Said, is there anybody awake out there this morning? Amen. I said, we're going to continue the work of God. We're going to continue to call upon his name. We're going to continue to fast and pray. Until Jesus calls us home. Amen. 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 He didn't give up on me, so I'm not going to give up on him. Right. I said, he didn't stop on me, so I'm not going to stop on him. Right. Uh, at the end, and, and they don't know that they didn't ask. They didn't know anything about this. But at the end of the service, we're going to take up a special love offering for Brother Alistair Paul. One of the things that they've always done, and if somebody's in the hospital, if you or I in the hospital, instead of sending... Uh, flowers or something that are there for just a little bit and they go away. They always try to take up a love offering and do that. Excuse me, they do that because it's expensive going back and forth to the hospital. So at the end of the service, we're going to take up a special love offering. So uh, be in uh, much prayer over the next little bit and and uh, think about what we're what we're going to do to to show them our love and appreciation. Amen. Amen. Don't forget Levi Towers this afternoon. We'll be leaving here uh, and and. Uh, uh, Guess we'll go get something to eat when we leave here, just like we always do. You know, Pentecostals don't ever miss out on opportunity to eat. Amen. Uh, yeah. So we're going to go and do that, and then we're going to go and minister to those that leave by power. We pray that it's not just another service that leave by power. That's right. But that it's something that will touch somebody's life and change them Amen. forevermore. Amen. Amen. I uh, I was been reading over the last several weeks, and, and uh, I. Uh, I don't know why the Lord took me here. I, I don't spend a lot of time. There, there are certain books of the Bible that you can just get into and just stay. And just camp. Well, I've been camped the last couple of weeks in the book of Lamentations. Oh, really? <laughs> and, 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 I, and I don't understand why, but God has shown me something. And I pray that it minister to you this morning because there's 
are times in our life where we seem like we're all by ourselves. And we seem like we're all alone out on this deserted island of life. Um, listening to the things that are going on in our world. But I want you to understand that uh, there, uh, the book of Lamentations, there's five chapters in the book of Lamentations, and each of the five chapters are considered like a poem. And what it does is it, it gives a little bit, there's not really a specific person that's, that's uh, credited with writing Lamentations per se, but a lot of people think that it was Jeremiah, uh, because he was known as the weeping prophet. But whoever it may be, uh, we're not going to get into that today, but uh, uh, whoever wrote that had a great deal of sorrow that was going on in their life because they were lamenting about the destruction that had come to the city of Jerusalem, the country of uh, Israel and Judah and Jerusalem, and, and because the people had turned uh, not from their wicked ways like God had told them to, but they continued not only in their sinful lifestyle, but the Bible says that they continued in their backsliding and they slid further away from God and slid further away from, from what God wanted them to do. So here the book of Lamentations was written and it was the, the lament of the prophet, his, his cry that went forth, why couldn't you understand this? Why couldn't you see this? But God was... Uh, you. you you have to understand that there is a price to pay for sin. There is. Amen. There is a price to pay for knowing who the Lord is in backsliding. There is a price to pay. You've ever heard there's a piper to pay? Yes. Well, there is a price to pay, and what it cost them was their security, and what it cost them was their uh, finances, and what it cost some of them was their very life, because uh, some of them were destroyed when the city of Jerusalem was destroyed. Some of them lost their very breath of their life because they failed to turn back to what God had wanted them to do, and, and that was to turn back to Him. In the book of Lamentations, it goes all the way through and Chapters 1 and verse 2, you don't have to stand up in just a second, I'll, I'll get into my scripture in just a second. But in chapter 1 and chapter 2, it talks a lot about what God's going to do if they don't turn from their ways and how he's going to destroy them. And, and he continues with, the, uh, with that warning until finally the heat was not given. So uh, sure enough, the word of the Lord rang true and he destroyed that city. But it goes on to say, in Lamentations chapter 19 chapter 3 verses 19 simply says remembering mine affliction and my misery the worm would and the gall my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humble in me this I recall to my mind therefore have I hope It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Everybody repeat. Read this with me. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in Him. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we love you. Jesus, we thank you for all that you do. We thank you for your blessings. 
in our lives. But more than that, Lord, we thank you that we have hope in you. God, when all else seems like it's failed, we have hope in you. Lord, we have our, uh, our trust and our faith is in you. But Lord, we have that expectation, Lord. That when we have our trust and faith and our life is given to you and we're saved and we're full of the Holy Ghost, that God, our hope is only in you and it's not in man. Lord, we thank you for that promise in your word that we can hold on to each and every day. Lord, we're going to give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Here the writer is talking about of the first chapter or two, he's talked about the destruction that has come. And it was great. Great was the destruction. Great was the fall of Jerusalem. It cost some their lives. It cost them the city. It cost them their security. It cost them their finances. It cost them their homes. It cost them everything that they had. Their life was in shambles. And a lot of times in our lives, the decisions that we make, sometimes our lives can get in shambles. The decisions that we make sometimes, our lives can become in shambles. But I want you to understand that sometimes you can be making the right decisions and it still seems like your life is in shambles. It still seems like the world is falling around you. It still feels like the walls of life are caving in around you. And I want you to understand for just a few minutes, church, if I can... Just leave you with these, just these few words and this simple thought that in Jesus you have hope. Okay. In his word you have hope. Amen. Hope is something that is an expectation or something that we can look forward to. Hope is to something that to wait with high expectations. Amen. Whenever you uh, uh, come into the house of the Lord, what is it that you are, are expecting? Are you expecting just an ordinary service? Are you expecting something to be the same as it was last week? Or are you expecting something to be the same next week as it was today or the last time that we gathered here? We have to gather here with the hope and the expectation every time that we walk through those doors that it's not going to be the same as it was yesterday. That is what's gotten wrong with our world and our church society today, that the church has been rocked to sleep by the world, by the, by the enemy, the spirit of the enemy that has crept in to the church, and then he's been rocked to sleep to, to, to well, everything's happened to me. It's, it's, well, this is not a cookie-cutter religion. Amen. It is not a cookie-cutter. We're not. You, you say, well, uh, you come there and you're going to expect something different. That's exactly what we want when you come here, to come with the expectation that you're not going to leave the same whenever you came in in the name of Jesus Christ. When the sinner walks in off that door, we don't want them to leave a sinner anymore. When the drunkard walks in off the street, the church should not want them to leave a drunkard anymore. When they walk into the door as an addicted drug addict, we don't want them to leave as we want them to leave changed in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you do that, you don't have to worry about what the world sees. You don't have to worry about what the world says. We don't have to worry about how the world reacts. When we react the right way, when we walk into this house, church, we're walking in with a hope and an expectation that God's going to move, that God's going to be there, that God is going to change our life, that he's going to show up on the scene right when we need him to every single time. And that's exactly what the God of Lamentations was saying. Lord, I see the destruction. Lord, I hear the cries. 
Lord, I hear the weeping and the delay, all, the, all that that's going on in my world today. But this one thing that I have on you, Lord, your mercies are new every day. Lord, you're, the, you're not the same yesterday. You're, you're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Lord, you changed up. But one thing is your mercy gets greater every right. single day. Lord, what I should have received, Lord, you said, I'm going to step in. And that's when mercy stepped in. He said, I'm going to take his place. That's when I'm going to go to the cross. Our, our, what our penalty was, was death. And Jesus Christ walked into the scene and he said, I'll take his place. I'll take her place. I'll take her place. Where you and I for the sin that we had in our life. Jesus walked in and said, I'll take your place. That's the hope that we have with expectation that when we walk in here, it's not going to be the same. What is it something that you expect in your life? I expect my kids when they go outside of the house to act the right way. That's yeah, right. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's true. You teach that to your kids that when they leave home, whether they're going to Walmart or whether they're going to school or whether they're going to church or where it may be down to the local Sonic drop-in, but when they get there, they better act the right way. That's right. Amen. <laughs> And if they don't, there is a consequence to pay. So when we walk out of our doors, there is a hope and an expectation that God's going to do something great in our lives. When we walk into these four walls and walk through that back door, there is a hope and an expectation that God's going to do something great today. If we don't, what are we gathered here for? Why do we gather here in the name of the Lord? If we're not expecting something, if we're not expecting God to move, if we don't have that hope and that expectation that God's going to do something great. I understand that when we walk out of here, this world is in shambles. But my hope is in Jesus. My hope is not in the government. My hope is not in man. My hope is not in, we were talking a little bit today on the way to church about our president and how much he, my hope is not in him. My hope is not in the vice president. My hope is not in the, uh, the, the, what they call the speaker of the house. My hope is not in the senate. My hope is not in the house of representatives. My hope is in Jesus. My hope is not in the IRS. My hope is not in Hollywood. My hope is not in man. They will fail you every single time. My hope and my expectations are in the Lord because I know that he serves every single day. What is it something that's, that, that you look forward to every day? I look forward to what the day has in store. Now, there, there are days when, when what's in store is not really what I wanted. But I get out of bed with the hope and the expectation that it's going to be a good day. I may face some things. I may face some ups. I may face some downs. I may face some trials and temptations. But this one thing that I do know that his mercies are new every single day. Amen. One of the things that that I, 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 I you you, you kind of get tickled watching kids play because they they uh they they get a new friend and that new friend is really good. Yeah, you 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 let said you let a little boy meet another little boy about his age and they have the same uh, they have the same 
uh, desires. They both like to play with cards, or they may like to both throw a football, or they may both like to bounce a basketball, or uh, what is that thing they call them now? They call them video games. Uh, we, we may like the same video game or whatever that, but if we're not real careful, uh, that, that, that new will wear off. Yeah. Man. And then they start finding fault with one another. Right. Well, why didn't you push the button this way? Or why didn't you throw, you, you throw the ball like, like, you act like you've never had a ball in your hand. And all these things, that, that, that new kind of wears off. We should not allow the new of That's Jesus right. in our lives to wear off. Our expectations, the new should not wear off when we come to the house of God. The new should not wear off when we walk out of this world. The new should not wear, wear off whenever we face trials and things in our life and we face sickness. The new should never wear off of Jesus. Amen. Because it, his love for you never wears off. It doesn't. In the book of Psalms, Chapter number 130. Psalm chapter 130 and verse 7. Now let's start at verse 1. Psalm 130 and verse 1 says, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. But then it goes down in verse 6. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that, were, that watched for the morning. I say more than that they which watch for the morning. There's something about when morning comes. When you've gone through a long night and when you've gone through excuse me, the doctor's part of the night, which is just before a daybreak, when you've gone through that, there's nothing like the sun coming up on the horizon. There's nothing like hearing the birds wake up from their nest. There's nothing like seeing... Uh, uh, the, 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 the world begin to move about a little bit. There's nothing like that. You know, they say there's nothing uh, that, that'll get your morning started like Folgers in your cup. There's nothing about something about that smell of coffee. You can cook it, brew it all day long, but there's something about that first smell of it in the morning that kind of yes. gets your day going and kind of gets your day working. And there's nothing like when, when that morning's just breaking through and, and, and you realize that this is a new day. But it goes on to say there in verse number 7, Let Israel hope in the Lord. For with him, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption, and he shall, what's that say? Redeem Israel from all of his iniquities. There's something about having hope in Jesus. There's something about having hope in salvation. There's something about we realizing that if I fail, I have hope in the Lord. There's something about when he comes in and changes my life. There's something about when he comes in and washes you white as snow. There's something about when he comes in and cleans, cleanses that crimson, that, that crimson blood flows and he cleanses you. Your slate is erased. Your life is turned yeah. over. Your life is different. You, you, you've got a new birth. It's something about that newborn. The birds chirp different. The coffee smells better. Uh, the, the, you, you know, you, you have a different greeting in the morning for somebody when you come in from work and a lot of times or come in from school in the afternoon somebody will oh, how was your day? Oh, I'm very good. How was your night? I had a good night's rest. I feel good this morning. This is going to be a good day in the Lord. I feel like God's going to do something good. I have an hope and I have an expectation that when God comes in, He changes my life and He changes it forevermore. He saved me. 
He set my feet up on a solid rock estate. He gave me hope. He gave me a new life. He gave me something that I could look forward to. He gave me that expectation. And to expect something is to realize that it's going to happen. Amen. Yeah. Come on. I expect it. Yes. Amen. That means that I'm looking forward to it happening. Yes. That doesn't that doesn't mean that I'm gonna let something get in my way. Even though something may come in my way, it's not gonna get me down. It's not gonna drag me down, it's not gonna slow me down from what God has in store for me or what He has set forth for my life. And that's to realize that my hope is in Jesus Christ. And when my hope is in Him, all hope in the world will fade away. All expectation of what goes on in the world will fade away because my hope and my expectation is what Jesus can do because He gave us this promise that we could stand upon. The Word says, I stood upon the rock and the rock was my foundation. Amen. This is the rock that we can stand upon. This is the foundation that we can build upon. This is my hope. This is what gets me through single day and if I get the feeling like something's going on, I pick up his word and find out that there's hope here. I pick up his word and I turn it over here. Lord, I couldn't understand what there was in Lamentations to be excited about Brother Bill, but what I found out was that when I'm facing destruction, when I'm facing doubt, when I'm facing gloom, there is hope in Jesus Christ and that's exactly what the writer of Lamentations was. You and I to understand that our hope was in Jesus. We may look around and hear all the things that are and it's not in man. Our hope is in his work. Our hope is not in man. Our hope is the expectation that we have that when we lay our head down, everything's all right between me and Jesus. And I have a blessed hope and an expectation that if I hold on to the altar, I'm going to see Jesus face to face someday. He's going to call me home. He's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's the hope that we get us through our life every single day. Amen. Why do you go to church all the time? Because I'm going. Because I love my Jesus. Amen. Anybody ever heard that before? Yeah. I love my Jesus. Yeah. We do this because of how good God's been to us. We do this because he's been faithful to us. We're faithful to the house of God because he's faithful. We know who our hope is. Yes. In, it's not in man. That's right. Although man wants to do right most of the time, man, 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 man doesn't intend to fail you. I guess there's some that probably, you know, but, but in, 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 a, in a roundabout way, man does, I, I don't get up in the morning time or man, I'm going to fail that person over there. No, that's not what we do. But it's just, that's just the simple nature of man. Not of Jesus. That's right. Psalm chapter 131 and verse number 3. Let Israel hope in the Lord for henceforth and forever. You ever heard anybody say, I'm just going to try that one time? Just going to try that one time. Talk to Brother Jacob. Brother Jacob, try those green beans just at one time. I think you'll like them. No, thank you. Amen. Yeah, Brother Jacob, if you'll just try that one time, I think you'll like them. No, thank you. No, thank you. 
I realize that his mercy and my hope should not just be a one-time occurrence. Yes, right. Amen. So many times people think, well, that's just a one-time experience when I come down and give my life to the Lord. No, it's a daily walk. It's a daily talk with him. Every single day I have to make it up in my mind that I'm going to walk with the Lord today. I'm going to talk with the Lord today. I'm going to spend some time with him today. I'm not going to allow the, the, the struggles of my life to get in my, the way of my walk with Jesus because I want every single day to be an experience uh, and expect to, to grow. When I, I, I'm not, I, I love to, to, to plant out uh, tomatoes and squash and uh, cucumbers and uh, different things. And, and I have the expectation that when I plant that tomato plant that it's going to grow tomatoes. Amen. And if I go out and look at that tomato plant and it's got peppers on it, something that I messed up. <laughs> when I cover that squash seed up, my expectations are for the squash to come up out of that ground. So when we come into the house of the Lord, our expectation should be that God's going to move and God's going to touch and God's going to change and God's going to mend broken hearts back together and God's going to heal and God's going to save and God's going to fill with the Holy Ghost and God's going to baptize. All of it, that's the expectation that you and I should have. That's the hope that we should have. Uh, the, man has lost expectation in Jesus. Man has lost the expectation of Jesus. And I think a lot of it may be because man has lost his fear of who God is. Amen. Amen. In the book of Job, chapter number 13 and verse number 15. says, though he slay me, yes. yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain my own ways before him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Lord, let me be able to get to a point in my walk with you that Job was in his walk with you that he realized the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, but he was going to, he specifically says, blessed be Amen. the name of the Lord. Lord, let me get to where I'm at in my walk with you. That's just like Job. When he's facing death and he's facing destruction and he's facing bad news and he's facing this, even from his own wife, he said, Lord, Job, you ought to curse God and die. When he's facing all of these things, yet, will, yet if he slay me, yet if he take the very breath of my life, Yet I'm going to learn to trust in him. My hope is going to be in him. My faith is going to be in him. My everything is in him. My everything is in Jesus. Whenever you put your money in the bank, a lot of times uh, they, 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 it may not be just money in the bank, but whenever you're uh, setting up an IRA or a, or a retirement account or whatever it may be, and, and you're allowing somebody to take your money and hopefully their investments will cause your money to grow. 
And they will ask you one of the things other than how much you're going to put here and how much you're going to put. What percentage, uh, 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 how, uh, how aggressive do you want to be? Yes. In other words, if you want to be really aggressive, they'll have you put your money over here that may not grow real uh, fast, but it has the ability to grow fast, whether it be in technology or whether it be in some sort of a stock of cell phones or whatever it may be. Uh, I want to be aggressive with my money or that I, I don't want to be quite so aggressive so I want to keep it kind of in the middle or, or I don't want to be aggressive at all. I just, just so I don't lose any money. Yeah. Just the way people are made up. So they, that's one of the things that they ask you. So uh, there, there are those who, who, uh, who, who are Christians who don't really want to be aggressive so they're just happy being here. All right. Amen. Come on. It's true. And there, there are Christians who are happy being there, and they're not just happy being there, but they're going to be a little bit happy, so they're going to do a little bit. Amen. And then there are Christians who are really aggressive, and they come in and say, whatever it takes. That's right. You want the toilet scrubbed, I'll scrub the toilets. You want the grass mowed, I'll mow the grass. You want prayer? I will come down here and pray. Whatever it may be, I'm going to be as aggressive of a Christian as I can because I want to reach as many people as I can. You say, how do you reach people whenever you mow the grass? Well, you don't want them pulling up and saying, well, that church needs to mow their yard. Or you don't want them walking in and there not being any Kleenex here. There being trash all over the floor. So whenever you, we, we, ought to, we, we ought to take better care of the house of God than we do our own house. Uh, Brother Al said that many, many times. So when we when we do that, we need to be aggressive in our, our approach to Jesus. I'm not saying be aggressive to Jesus. What I'm saying is be aggressive in him and, and let people know that, yes, I'm going to sell out 100%. I'm not going to do it halfway. I'm not going to do it part way. I'm not going to do it. You've heard of summertime Christians. Well, we're, we, we go to church, and then in the summertime, we're not here anymore. Or either on vacation or down to the lake or whatever you need. You've heard that. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability yes. every single time. Even though at that specific time I may not see the, 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 the good results of that, I'm going to give it my all all the time. Because my hope is not in man. My hope is in the Lord. My trust is in Him. My faith is in Him. Because His mercies are new every single day. What does it mean to have mercy new every single day? That means that His mercy in my life is new every single day. Yeah. Just like I see an opportunity every day the sun comes up to serve the Lord that much more wholeheartedly, His mercies are new every single day. You, 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 we sang that song while ago, you can't outgive. Have you ever out, tried to outgive Jesus? Can't do it. You can never give Him something that He's not given you in return. Now, a lot of people get caught up on, well, I'm going to give finances because he's going to bless me with finances, and that's true. He does. But it's not always that. How about when you lay your head down at night, you know that everything's okay between you and him? Yes. Amen. That's a blessing. That's right. When I 
can lay my head down in peace and I know that everything's all right with him, that's a blessing. When I look beside me and my kids are on one side and my wife's on the other, grandbabies are on one side, maybe great-grandbabies on the other side, whatever yeah. you turn around and got those babies here, your brother, all of these things, that's the mercies of God. Amen. That's the blessings of God. That's how his mercies are new every single day. It may be in finances. It may be in a home. It may be all of these things. It may be in good health. It may not be in good health. Whatever it may be, my, the mercies of God are new every single day. So therefore, my hope and my trust and my faith is going to be sold out 100% to the Lord. And I'm not going to slow down in any way. I'm not going to give up in any way. Oh, we get tired. Yeah, life, life is full of tiredness. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, you don't think you get tired in life? Sure, you work all day and then get this, go home, uh, work all day, come out here one night, the water pipes were all busted. Well, that was pretty good. That one night when it was nice and warm, we come out here the next day and we found out the next day, it was a little bit colder. That cold water spread on Brother Bill down. He said, ooh, that's cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. I worked all day. Worked all day. But worked at school all whatever it may be. Worked around the church all day. But there's always something to do because his mercy is new every yes, single day. Yeah, right. So therefore, my trust and my faith and my hope and my expectation is going to be in him. And it's going to be in him only because he's the one that's yes. never going to leave me. He's never yes. going to forsake Amen. me. He'll go with me to the very end. That's right. Amen. How do you express something? You express it by opening your mouth. If I didn't tell my kids that I loved them, how would they ever know it? Well, I understand you say that love's known with actions at the show. But my kids want to hear that dad loves them. I should get four, amen, five. Amen. amen. Just right. I'll right. have five of them jumping and shouting. <laughs> Your kids want to hear that. That's right, amen. 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 Jesus wants to hear that you have hope in him. That's right. Yes, he wants to hear you express that you have faith in him. He wants to hear you uh, not only just express it, but show it in your actions every single day that my hope is not in this. My hope is not in this. Yes. My hope is in Jesus. And when I look up and when I close my eyes and I lift my hands toward heaven and I'm talking to him that only he can understand. Lord, my faith is not in man, but my faith is in you. Lord, my hope is not in man, but my hope is in you. They'll fail you every single day, but God, you never fail. Every single day, you're not going to fail me. My hope is not in man. My hope is in him. My hope is not in the doctors, it's in him. What is that thing that they have while they're hanging on the wall? It says they're licensed to practice. Read them. They're licensed to practice. So they're just practicing on you and me. Sometimes we really feel that way. Hopefully they'll get better as time goes on. That's why you like to have older doctors. You don't want somebody that's coming out of school. You want somebody that's seasoned. Amen. The writer of Lamentations was looking around and hearing people cry. 
seeing the destruction of the city of Jerusalem, realizing that there was a, a price that they had to pay for their backsliding and their sin. But nevertheless, he looked around and he said, my hope's in Jesus. That's right. My hope's in Jesus. This, this will fail you every single time. You, you listen to the cries of this world, it'll get you down every single day. Church, my hope's not in that. It's in Jesus. My faith is not in that. It's in Jesus. This yeah. is where my hope's at. His word. His yes. word every single day. And this yes. is his yes. word. If I take it in, it'll be like honey to me. It'll be something that I can grow on. It's something that I can dwell in. Amen. It's something that, that, that will that will cause me to flourish. It will change my life Amen. forevermore if I realize that my hope is in Jesus. Amen. 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 Between the book of Genesis and Revelation, there's a lot of writing. A lot of writing that you can hold on to. And as the old saying says, you can take it to the bank. Yes. Amen. Amen. You can hold on to it. You can chew on it. You can gnaw on it. You can say, well, I saw something new. I've never preached out of the book of Lamentations, ever. <laughs> ever. But if there's one thing that I saw is that I have hope in Jesus. Amen. It's a promise in the word of God is that there's hope in destruction. That's right. Amen. There's hope in this world. We had hope when COVID was going on because the church never closed its doors. Amen. I truly believe, I understand that some of us got sick. I, that, that's not what I'm saying. But I truly believe that God for the most protected us because we've made it up in our mind that we were going to gather here. Call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. Yes. We didn't allow the circumstances of life. Was it sure? Was it scary? Yeah, it was scary. Yes. Something that we had never faced before. Something that the church had never faced before. Something that you and I had never even heard of, much less faced. Amen. But we said our hope was not in this. But it's in this. Amen. Right here around these altars, Amen. when we come and we pour out our heart and our souls before God and say, God, I don't understand how to make it through, but I know your mercies are new every day. You know why? Because your word says so. And if your word says so, that's something that I can build my life upon. Amen. It's that sure foundation that will not change. Watching a TV show the other day, and, and I can't remember where it was at, I, I think it was in the Japan. And they are building their their building. They have a university over there that's dedicated nothing but to building of buildings that are earthquake proof. Amen. And they got they and it's a big that's all that and they're not these aren't just regular old guys. These are really smart people that go to school there and teach there. And they, they said if you build it, the, the, you know, if you build a building or if you design the steel that it sways a little bit with the, with the building or whatever, they, they were using all of this. It, it lost me after about five minutes. Amen. Because they were using terminology that I didn't understand. But, that. but what they were trying to do is they were trying to constantly improve the way that they designed buildings so it would withstand an earthquake. We have to make sure that even though the world doesn't understand, 
that we're constantly trying to improve our lives. That's right. That we will, all we'll do is just sway from the earthquakes. That's right. We won't fall. We won't crumble. We won't give in. We won't throw in the towel. But we'll say, my hope is in Jesus. Amen. My hope is in nothing more. Yes. All other else. What, what, my hope is built on nothing less. Than Jesus' blood and righteousness. righteousness. Amen. All other ground is sinking sand. Doesn't it go on to say that? On Christ the solid rock. I stand. Amen. Hope you find something in this today that you can take and carry with you this week. That my yes. hope is in Jesus. Yes. My hope is in Him. My hope is not in the world. But my hope is between Genesis and Revelation. Amen. That that's where my hope is at. Stand with me for just a moment this morning. Jesus, we love you.